A big goal for many people is to buy an investment property. But for many, that goal can feel a bit out of reach, like it's too much of a high goal, or they'll feel like that dream will never come true because it's just overwhelming and, and confusing. And a lot of the time that that's not true you know with the right advice and guidance and and you know a good solid strategy in place it can be a reality for many people and something that stops a lot of people from achieving the goal of of buying an investment property is fear it's fear so i thought in this episode uh we would chat about how to overcome fear when it comes to buying your first investment property in particular, how to overcome mindset blocks, and also how to approach fear of missing out because sometimes we're we're so scared of missing out that uh, we could go into property investment with the you know the wrong strategy or it could paralyze us from taking action. So to talk with us about this topic I invited Katie Marshall onto the show. Katie Marshall is the author of Chicks and Mortar a woman's guide to investing in property. But hey, if you're a bloke, continue listening because the, what we chat about will apply to you as well. She is the founder of Chicks and Mortar and a certified property investment advisor with the Property Investment Association of Australia. Katie's also got a lot of personal experience as well in purchasing property and investing in property. I loved chatting with Katie on this episode. She has a lot of experience in talking to first time or perspective, um, perspective property investors, uh, particularly women, and helping them overcome those mindset blocks and those fears, as well as drawing on her own experience and expertise to give them practical advice as well. I think you're going to love this episode. Now, before we get stuck into it, if we haven't met before, hello, I'm Jo Violetta. I'm the host of this show, and I also co-own a business called Violetta Finance with my husband, Carl. Carl is a mortgage broker, so if you need a hand organizing finance for your investment property, we would love to help you. All of our contact details will be in the show notes. Now, just before we get stuck into the show, if you do hear any noises in the background, it's because, um, well, it's almost Christmas and my little boy, Marcus, who's six years old, is in the um, next room singing Jingle Bells. And if you're listening to this episode in real time, I'll just give you a little bit of an update as to what is going on with the podcast. So we're almost coming up to that holiday season. I am going to take a break. Um, So a break from work and a break from the podcast. Uh, This is the last episode for the season. So thank you so much for tuning in through 2020. I really appreciate your support. Uh, During the break, if you want to get your weekly dose of dream home movement or your regular dose of dream home movement, there's plenty of episodes in the back catalogue. So please do listen to them. I will be back at some stage in February in 2021. So I'm going to just take the last couple of weeks of December off, first um, week or so of January 
off and then I'm going to start planning and recording the next the the next season of the podcast I will drop a trailer for the next season at some stage around late January early February and that will let you know when to expect the first episode of the next season see how organized I am this is amazing so proud of myself pat on the back especially after the year we've had (laughs) it's 2020 it has been tumultuous to say the least so to make sure that you don't miss out please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast or I think if you're listening to Spotify you you follow the podcast and then that way you'll be notified wherever you listen to pods um, as to when the next episodes are available all right that's enough let's get stuck into this I hope you have a lovely festive season holiday season I hope you have a very happy new year and I will talk to you in the new year but it's not goodbye it's see you soon and before that before we say see you soon (laughs) I'm rambling now let's just get stuck into this episode with Katie shall we all right here we go welcome to the dream home movement this is your weekly dose of home and property inspiration bringing you clever tips and advice from the very best experts and real life reno stories with your host joe violetta Welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you on. Oh, no. Thanks for having me, Jo. I'm really looking forward to talking all things property. <laughs> me too. And look, I think what we're talking about today is a really common issue that people face, and that's Absolutely. dreaming of buying an investment property, but just feeling like it's out of reach for them. And you've had a lot of experience in talking to current and aspiring or prospective property investors, particularly women. So in your experience, what have you found are some of the most common mindset blocks or limiting beliefs that first-time property investors experience? Uh, Well, there's a a few different things. Um, Obviously, it's the same for men and women, but women more so, they feel a lot of pressure um, it's a big step, you know, going from one property, your own property, to an investment property. There's a lot of fear around making a mistake because you just feel like it's going to be a massive mistake that's going to cost you a lot of money. It's going to put your family, you know, in a worse position than you were. Like there's a lot of fear around that. Um, yeah, and they just worry about whether they're making the right decision Um, whether they're making the right choices with the property. Um, So I think a lot of that kind of thing stops them from taking the step into their first investment property. So it really is a lot of those fears and and blocks are around risk. So yes, yeah. And also not really knowing, you know, the process, how to do it. I mean, there's a difference between your own property and investment property with your own one it's more emotional based you know you go in there and you imagine your family you go to open home sorry you imagine your family um you know in the home where you would put the furniture how you would restyle it that kind of thing but with an investment property it really is more figures based 
you know, what kind of return are you going to get? Is it in a good area? Are you going to have it rented for most of the year? That kind of thing. And that's where a lot of the fear comes in because a lot of people, first-time investors in particular, don't know that information. Yeah, it's you're right. It's a real different, you really approach those two different purchases with very different mindsets. So as you said, purchasing a home to live in, yes, there's definitely logical thinking in that, but there's also emotion as well, where, uh, and it's a personal purchase. Whereas buying an investment property, that is a business purchase and it should be, you, you know, your prefrontal cortex should be firing. We're making a logical <laughs> decision here. That's right. But if you haven't done that before, well, that I can understand that that would be terrifying. It's a huge purchase. And mm-hmm. as you said, you know, there's all these things that you need to consider. What will the rental yield be? You know, what what's the area like? Am I going to get a good return on this, on this property? And it's not just knowing what are the right questions to ask, but how do you figure out the answers? Like, how do you figure out? if it's the right um, suburb, for example. That's right. And it's also switching off that emotion. Like it's really hard as a woman to go into a house and not think about how someone would live there and how it looks like. It's really hard to look beyond the cosmetic, to just look at the figures, location, you know, all the technical aspects. So, um, yeah, that's one thing that you constantly as a first-time female investor you'd constantly have to remind yourself that it is a business transaction or an investment it's not emotional and just look at those figures and if you don't know that information you gather your team around you like you don't necessarily no one expects you to know all that information like none of us are experts but we have a huge amount of amazing experts here in Australia that anywhere you are located, you could find, you know, the right team um, and they're the people that you go to for the answers. I think that's that's so true and a lot of that fear around buying your first investment property does come from the not knowing, as I said, not knowing what questions yes. to ask and, and not knowing how to find out the answers. But the thing is you don't actually have to do this by yourself. Um, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do it by yourself. <laughs> exactly. Carl and I put together a, quite a basic property investment getting started checklist. Uh, last year, I think, or earlier this year, maybe, it doesn't matter when, it was recently. Yeah. And it just takes you through those very first steps when you're just starting to think about buying an investment property. And, you know, the first step is well, thinking of why you want to buy it. So, what, you know, what's your goal? What's the purpose of buying it? Is it capital yes. growth? Is it, um, you know, do you want to hold on to it for a long time? time, you're looking at flipping it, that sort of thing. But the yep. last step in those very beginning stages was to assemble your your team, you know, get the right people behind you. Because what I, what I feel like in Australia, and I might be going off on a tangent here, is that everybody likes to talk about, or most people like to talk about property investment. Oh, absolutely. About property in general. Like yeah. it is the number one topic, I think, in Australia. Exactly. Like your Uncle Dave wants to talk, he's bought a couple, he wants to talk about it at the barbecue and and your Aunt Barb hasn't, has you know, ha- maybe hasn't bought any, but she's got some opinions as well and so does, you know, Tony around the corner. Yep. Uh, but 
if you're not a qualified expert and you don't do this day in, day out, then maybe you're not the mo- the best positioned person to give advice around investing in property. You know, it's like, uh, I've used this example before, I have hair, right? You've got hair too, <laughs> but I'm not qualified to do things with it. I'm not cutting no, it. No, I'm not a hair expert. <laughs> no, so I'm going to leave that to the experts. We're in lockdown at the moment um, here in Melbourne and uh, my son hasn't had a haircut for a very long time. I don't know how to cut hair. So he's just going with a long sort of surfy dude, wavy look. Um, so just because we're you're interested in something doesn't, or you've done something before, doesn't necessarily make you the qualified expert in that. So having that team of professionals is, is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And also I kind of, um, attribute it also to parenting advice. When you are pregnant or just had a baby, everyone and their dog gives you advice. And it's the same thing with property. And what someone else, what Joe Blow at the barbecue has done or what your Aunt Gladys has done may not necessarily be the right thing for you. You know, one might like renovating and just flipping every couple of years. Someone might want to buy five properties, 10 properties and hold on to them forever. You know, that might not be your strategy. So, yeah, I kind of give the advice just like parenting advice. Listen to what everyone has to say and then just discard the information that is not relevant to you. Do do your own thing. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I love that parenting advice (laughs) analogy. That's excellent. So why do you think we, I mean, we've discussed some of the reasons, but why do you think we experience these mindset blocks and these fears, especially when it comes to property investment? Well, um, as we touched on previously, it's not knowing, not having that experience. It's like anything when we drive a car, we're afraid until we get into the swing of it, we know how to do it. Um, we can all read a thousand books on any topic. Like you could read a book on swimming, but until you actually get in the water and give it a go, you're not really going to know how to actually do it. So, um, yeah, I think educating yourself, but then also taking the next step and putting yourself out there. Like um, a lot of the women that I speak to, they've done a lot of education. They've read a lot of books. They go to a lot of seminars and events, um, but they kind of just stall there. And I recommend that they go to open houses, you know, ask the questions. Like I do it myself. Every weekend I just go to open houses, I ask the questions about the property, get to know it, get to know the area. And then once you start doing that, it leads you to the next step and you're building your experience as you go along. So that's that's what I kind of recommend and that's how I would, you know, tell women to get over their um, mindset blocks or any blocks that are holding them back from actually doing doing the steps. Yeah, and visiting the open homes as well. It gives you a yeah, just a feel for what the market is like and, and just a, a feel for walking through homes, trying to have a bit of a practice detaching your emotions from properties that, that you visit. Thought I think a lot of um fear can come as well from just feeling like perhaps things are out of your your reach. There's a saying that I I use sometimes, which is you don't need Kardashian style cash to invest in property. You do need 
you know, money behind you, but it's not for the, it's not just for the ultra wealthy. It's just not, it's not only for the, the 1%. It is something that with the right strategy and the right team and, and yeah, a strategy, a plan behind you, a bit of planning. Uh, it's within the reach of, you know, your average working Australian family, I believe. hundred percent. I believe that as well. Um, on that train of thought though, there is a lot of commentary out there about property, especially from, uh, the so-called spruikers that, you know, they put out the stories about how people got 20 properties in three years and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I I definitely agree that anyone can invest in property. You don't need to be ultra rich to do it, but make sure you're doing it at your own pace within your own comfort level and you're not trying to overextend yourself in such a short amount of time that you're not sleeping at night. Absolutely. You're talking my language here. (laughs) It's important to put in sensible, like even when you're buying a home to live in, you know, um, we, we want to be able to manage those mortgage repayments and also live the kind of lifestyle that you want to live. You don't want to be yeah. imprisoned by your debt. Yes, absolutely. And this comes back to the listen to what the stories are and people say, but make sure you're doing your own thing. Um you know, I would call myself, you know, fairly average when it comes to risk levels. Um, but then I've got family members that are really opposed to risk. They like to see their money in the bank. You know, they take a long time just to make the smallest purchases. So, um, you know, what they their strategy would be would be totally different to mine. And to um, know what your risk level is is a great start to working out then what your strategy will be going forward. Okay, so we can set goals and create strategies um, around what our, our, our level of risk, the level of risk that we're comfortable with. So how can yep. we figure out what our level of risk, what sort of risk, risky person we are, what sort uh, of risky business we're willing to get into? <laughs> yeah, there's a few ways to do it. And it all comes down to a few different elements. Like obviously we've all got our kind of pre-existing risk levels that come from our upbringing and our family Um, and you know that kind of thing but then there's also um, I I don't know just you know our family finances and you know what how much we're prepared to lose it's like all investments I suppose even if you were going into the stock market and things like that so um, I do have a quiz on my website that people can go through and work out their basic risk level Um, And it all comes down to those questions that kind of determine whether they're willing to do high risk or low risk or anywhere in between. Okay. Ah, all right. So um, I will pop a link to the quiz. I haven't done the quiz yet. I've got to go and do the quiz and find out what my risk profile is. Um, But I'll pop a link to the quiz in the show notes. So Um, Once we've figured out our risk, we can use that to help inform our strategy. And I want to just backtrack a little bit. We were talking previously about getting your team together. So who, because yeah, we want to make sure we're getting advice from the right, the right people. And um, sometimes we've also got to be aware of what people's um, 
motives and agendas are when we're when we're looking to get advice as well. So a few, few this kind of a multi-pronged question. First of all, just very basically, who would you have on, like what sort of professionals would you recommend for um, people that you speak to or for yourself to have on their team when they're looking to purchase an investment property, particularly their first one? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd probably start with a financial advisor. Um, a lot of financial advisors are more property shares and stocks, that kind of thing. Um, but they will help you create an, a long-term kind of strategy. Uh, definitely a mortgage broker. You know, you want to know what your serviceability is. You don't want to overextend yourself. Um, you guys would also obviously give your clients strategies and scenarios about the best way going forward. Um, definitely an accountant. Um, to go through the figures and make sure that you're claiming as much as possible. Um, And then if you're really worried, I would get an advisor like myself or, you know, someone that can give you, you know, measured kind of advice to help you move forward. Yeah, I, I, look, I really agree with that because there's, there, there's a bit involved. There's the action, there's the pro, there's, the money side of things, but then there's the there's the process of okay. So I look mm. at a home. Now I need to put in an offer. What do I can? What? How do I put in an offer? Yes, you know, that, exactly. <laughs> um, how do you put in an offer? How do you negotiate? What sort of things are you looking at? How do you? Um, you know, like a little checklist in your mind of the questions that you need to to ask yourself. What What is my goal? Where Where is this? property located in the right place do I want a house a townhouse a unit a flat um all all those all those sort of things so having a property investment advisor I think is a really smart idea um and definitely those those three key finance people that you spoke about as well you you, you need to speak with them what is really important I think with all of those people in your team is to make sure that they are willing to work with each other, that they play nicely with others. Yes. And I know that sounds really obvious, but um, it it's not as common as you would think it is that you you can find a group of professionals that are willing to to work together and you can kind of pick that up like you can ask them are you willing to work with my team of you know the other Mm. other professionals and of course they'll say yes but you you know you kind of want to see how resistant they are to that how amenable they are to working with others I think that's really important great so you don't need to be scared you need to make sure you've got the right people on your on your side, on your team, they're in your corner uh, and that you are getting some, not just theoretical learning, but some experiential learning as well. Any other ways that we can get past these mindset blocks or limiting beliefs? Well, one thing I notice in particular for women is that we don't listen or trust our gut or our instinct as much as we should, you know. And oftentimes, even myself, I will just, if it's all too much, I'll sit quietly. And then if you sit quietly and drown out all that background noise or the commentary or the advice, your gut will often tell you the right way to go. If something doesn't sound right, doesn't feel right, then there's oftentimes oftentimes a reason for that. So, 
Um, that's one thing that I would recommend for women in particular is just trust your gut. Like you know what you want, you know what you're doing ultimately once you get all that experience and support that, um, you know, if it doesn't feel right, then don't do it. But if if it's, if it's you feel it's a good deal but it's just your fears that may be holding you back or the mindset blocks, then um, by all means give it a go. I love that. <laughs> do your research, get the right advice, trust your gut, and then if all that lines up, give it a go. You that's can right. do this. Anyone can do it, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. You, like myself, advocate a sen- sensible, um, sensible approach, yes. sensible approach of a long-term view. Yep. Uh, but how do we stop ourselves from looking at that bright, shiny object and, and being scared of missing out of getting my 10 properties in the next five years? Yeah, absolutely. FOMO is... Um, you know, on the other end of fear, but it's definitely something that first-time investors in particular also feel, you know, when is the right time to get in? Is, um, you know, is the market going to go up or down? Particularly in the current climate, um, there is so much commentary out there that is conflicting. I mean, Australia in general are property mad, you know, every single day you're going to see new articles about property and how good it is and how much prices are rising and that kind of thing. But, you know, with the current climate and coronavirus and, you know, different levels of lockdown across Australia, um, there is a lot of conflicting reports. You know, some are saying that prices are still going to increase by 10%. A lot of other ones are saying it's going to drop some up to 80%. And as a first-time buyer, even if you're buying your own home or an investment property, you know, you kind of do think, well, is this a good time? Shall I wait? You know, what if I buy now and the prices drop? That kind of thing. Um, So, again, this kind of I recommend coming back to your instinct, you know, weed out all that commentary and find the advice in the market, in your personal team, you know, that's going to give you solid and sound advice that makes sense to you. Um, you know, there's a lot of articles and it's just like those, um, you know, educators that work for developers. It's the same with news articles. They're, some of them are independent. Some of them have their own agenda, you know. Um, there's a lot of push to constantly sell property regardless of what's happening in the market. So, yeah, I definitely recommend, um, you know, not acting on the spur of the moment out of FOMO. Yeah, and I think that applies too as well. I I speak to a lot of people in their 30s and and 40s who haven't bought investment property yet and they would love to and they're feeling inadequate, like they haven't um, reached some milestone that I don't know who said it was the milestone that you have to achieve, but like they haven't reached this this milestone and it's great, you know, great to invest in property um but what would you say to people that haven't done it yet and are feeling like they've left it too late or they're they're missing out Uh, I would say it's never too late 
Um, and then also for those that feel that they should wait and see what happens to the market, you know, um, someone told me once that the best time to invest in property is when you're ready. So um, only you can know whether you're ready or not. No one can predict what's going to happen to the market. They can only estimate or guess. Um, and there's a lot of factors that could kind of lend you towards it, like what happens with the lockdowns, what happens with unemployment is going to have a huge factor on what happens to property. And when people are saying that property prices are going to either increase or drop, I believe them both to be true. But I don't think that's going to happen blanket across Australia. Some pockets may increase, some pockets may drop significantly. Um, so, again, it comes back to just the basics, knowing um, what you want to achieve, knowing what area you want to invest in, um, having your team behind you, having sound advice, um, whether you're fearful of getting into property investing or whether you're fearful of missing out on property investing, I'll always recommend to go back to the basics and, you know, get those basic foundations sorted for your situation. Well, thank you so much, Katie, that uh, you've, I think you've given people hope <laughs> that, uh, that, you know, they can do this uh, if you just put a simple plan in place to get started. Absolutely. And a lot of that is around getting the right advice. So if you want to learn more about buying your first investment property, I highly recommend you get around Katie's website, Chicks and Mortar. Is it .com or .comau? It's .com.au chicksandmortar.com.au. I'll have all the links, links to the website, links to Katie's Instagram, Facebook, and also LinkedIn if you're that kind of professional person who wants yeah. to connect. Uh, then I'll have all those links in the show notes. And look, right. I, I really highly recommend as well that you have a look at Katie's book because you're a published author. Can you tell us about your book? Yeah. Yes, I am. Um, I've written a book specifically for women who want to invest. It's called Chicks and Mortar, A Woman's Guide to Investing in Property. And I'd love for your audience to, you know, have a read and start them on their property investment journey. Um, so I'd like to offer all your listeners 20% off. If they use the code Dream Home Movement Podcast, um, that'll give them 20% off in the checkout. Oh, thank you so much. That's lovely. See, now you got no excuse. You got to go download the That's book, right. read it, and um, and get in contact with Katie if you need to. Go to the Chicks and Mortar website because it's a blog. So there's heaps of really handy resources and blog posts on there as well. I'm going to go off now and find out how risky I am or my risk my risk <laughs> profile and. Uh, have a look at the book and I highly recommend that you do that as well. Thanks again, Katie, so much for coming on the show. It was a blast. Oh, no problem, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and if all your listeners want to find out their risk profile, if they just go to the website um, and go to risk profile quiz, it'll be up there and they can, you know, do it all themselves and work out what their risk is. Hey, if you do it, you should DM Katie and I, so DM us on Instagram and let us know what your risk profile is. We want to know. Yes, really, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, do a story about it. We'll reshare it for you as well. So we'll yes. get permission. So yeah, let us know what your risk profile is. Fascinated to find out. 
Thanks for joining us on the Dream Home Movement. Be sure to come over and say hi on Facebook and Instagram. I hope that your Dream Home projects are going well and I look forward to chatting with you again next week.